Hello, and welcome to Middletown Spotlight. I'm your host, Dave, and here with me is my co-host, Eli. With me today is Mr. Whitaker. Thank you for being with us today. Thank you so much for having me. Are you comfortable? Very comfortable. What do you like best about being here at Monhagen so far? You know, that's a great question. You know, I was at the high school for many years, so being here, um, it took me a little bit of time to get acclimated. Um, what I like best is working with, you know, all of the students here. I also have really enjoyed getting to know um, all of the faculty and staff. I have found that your teachers are absolutely phenomenal. I'm very open, very friendly. Um, so it has really been a pleasure just getting to know new people, getting to meet new students, and being able to work with you in a different way. Um, so I really, really had a, had a great time so far. Kind of flattered, not gonna lie, I'm kind of flattered. Uh, what do you like best about being a dean? Well, besides doing the morning announcements, which I really do enjoy, um, really just getting to know, you know, you guys, the students, getting to hear your stories, um, getting to know where you're from, what sports and activities you like to do. I'm also getting to know the faculty and staff, just learning about their different passions. You know, many of your teachers, as you know, will teach different subjects. So they're passionate about their subject area, but they're also passionate about other things. And then just building those relationships, building those connections, um, just learning from others. So for me, that's really been, um, that's really the best part of my job is just getting to know people and, and learning about them and trying to build those friendships and those relationships. Nice, nice. What other job have you had? Well, before I was a dean, I was a social studies teacher. I taught middle school for one year, and then I taught high school primarily after that. Um, before I was a teacher, I was a substitute teacher for a year. So you definitely, if you have a substitute teacher in your room, make sure you treat them with respect because it's a very, very difficult job. Um, before I was a substitute teacher, you know, I had other jobs, like for instance, I was an umpire um, for like Little League Baseball. I also was a sales associate at a local department store, um, jobs like that. But for the most part, I, I've been primarily focused on teaching and being a dean. That's right. So you were a social studies teacher, right? Yeah. So that means you know a lot about global and history, right? I did primarily teach Global 9. So I really enjoyed it. I enjoyed teaching about the Neolithic Revolution and the different civilizations and the different religions of the world. So um, I really enjoyed those discussions with, with ninth grade. I also taught U.S. history at the 11th grade level. So that, that led to many in-depth discussions as well. So I really enjoyed, enjoyed teaching social studies. Oh, oh, oh that's really nice. Uh, pop quiz. Um, who was the cool guy who had the, all those cool laws? Hammurabi. Okay, you yeah. got it correct. It's a fact. It's a fact. Did you always want to be a dean? No. I, you know, to be very honest, growing up, you know, you have different goals, you have different dreams, aspirations, things like that. Um, it was always my goal growing up to be a professional baseball player. You know, I grew up playing baseball throughout my life, high school, college, things like that. And, uh, you know, but I always had a plan as well. You know, so when I went to school, um, I was playing baseball in college, but I was also studying history because I knew, you know, I would want to get a degree and teach one day. So once I graduated um, from university, I then went and got my master's degree in teaching, 
And so I knew that I wanted to be a teacher. And then I also thought that, you know, I could bring about different changes in a different way. So I knew I wanted to be, you know, an assistant principal at some point, um, and then maybe a principal at some point. So I never really thought to myself, oh, I always want to be a dean, or I always want to be a principal, or I always want to do this or that. But being a dean or an assistant principal is something that I did aspire um, to do at some point during my career. And at some point, you know, my next, my next goal is to be a principal somewhere. What caught my eye was, you said you were, you wanted to play baseball? Yep. Now, let's just say that you, you know, didn't become a dean and you went on to perceive, you know, the baseball career. What team would you play in? Well, I would have I wanted to play for the Yankees. The Yankees. Now, I don't know a lot about baseball. So I don't know what the Yankees are. Please don't don't hate me, but still. I could never hate you. As oh. long as you're not a Mets fan, we're okay. <laughs> Just kidding. I like the Mets too. Uh, okay. Oh, with what? Okay. What are some of the challenging parts of your job? Well, there are a lot of challenges. Um, you know, the biggest challenge is when you guys, maybe not you guys, but some of your peers, you know, make poor decisions. You know, and realistically, we all make poor decisions at times, whether we're your age or we're adults. You know, everyone in life will make poor decisions at times. It's, it's working through those poor decisions, helping students understand, you know, you know why did you make this, this decision? How can we correct it? And then as you know, sometimes, you know, people are having hard days. You know, we go through life and we face challenges throughout life. And sometimes it's just very hard to have those conversations with people and try to navigate those difficult situations. And then sometimes making a decision, you know, because when you make a decision as a dean, you're impacting someone's life. So you really want to be conscious and careful when you make those decisions because you want to do what's fair and you want to do what's right. So again, when you're working with people, um, you always want to do what's best for everyone involved. Um, you always want to make the best decision. So sometimes that could be a challenge, making the best decision for all parties involved. I just wanted to say thank you. Like, I know kids. I know kids. There are kids everywhere. I see the hallways running, running, tumbling. I've been one of those kids before. And I just really wanted to say thank you. You've done a great job here at Mahagan. And thank you so much for being a dean of this place. You truly made this place a better place for us. Thank you. Thank you. That was very nice. Is being a dean as hard as people assume it is? You know, as I said, being a dean, you know, it has its... It has its moments of greatness where you can interact with students. You can have those very friendly conversations again. You know, for instance, morning announcements, afternoon announcements, where you can be lighthearted and, and, and see students, you know, participating in sports and doing well and, and hearing stories like you just shared. You know, those are the things that as a dean, you know, we want to see. You know, after someone makes a poor decision, we want to see them make that correction and move on to greater things. So, you know, that, those are always the, the great things about the job. And as I mentioned, sometimes the difficulties are those harder conversations, you know, where you are making decisions that impact people. Um, so that's really um, the hardest part of the job because we want everyone to get along, we want everyone to respect each other, and we want to really have a school where everyone feels safe and feels welcome. And so those are some of the challenges where, as a dean, um, it becomes very hard. Do you ever have those moments where you just see, like, a kid that's, like, not been very good, but suddenly he just glows up and then he becomes like a baseball star and suddenly just become like a genius, honestly. I've had a lot of moments where you see, you know, students who are usually younger, 
Um, they make poor decisions, and then you know they learn from those decisions, and you end up seeing them, you know, do as you did. You know, they are an honor roll. They do great. You know, they move up to the high school, and they're in different programs, and and they take college courses and things like that. So that happens all the time. We see a lot of great stories where people turn it around. I'm getting, I'm gonna cry. Um, it's getting kind of emotional. It's getting kind of hot in here. So you're listening to Middletown Spotlight. We'll be right back after a quick break of me crying. Hey man, those are some awesome tricks. Thanks dude, I've been practicing, but it's hard to find somewhere I'm allowed to skate. Yeah, this area seems pretty dangerous. It would be real easy to get hit by a car around here. Have you checked out the new skate park behind City Hall in Middletown? Skate park in Middletown? Yeah, it's brand new, state of the art, and made for all ages. And it's definitely for skateboarders. Skateboarders, inline skaters, BMX bike riders, and even scooter riders. All are welcome. So, behind City Hall? Yeah, it's in Erie Way Park at 1-31 Union Street in Middletown. You should definitely check it out. Hey, I thought I told you kids, no skateboarding in this parking lot. Maybe I should go check it out right now. Hey, Mini Radio subscribers. I just found out about an awesome fundraising organization called the United Way. The United Way is located right here in the Orange Dutchess region. The United Way makes great things happen for the people of Orange County. Over 100,000 individuals have been positively impacted thanks to the United Way. If you want to learn more about the United Way or volunteer, you can visit their portal at volunteer.uwdor.org. The volunteer portal is your one-stop volunteer shop of the Hudson Valley. Volunteers have access to a variety of opportunities at over 100 nonprofits in the area. Anything from helping seniors and children to caring for animals. To have your own profile, you must be 13 years of age or older. Registrating is fast and easy. Once again, if you want to learn more about the United Way or volunteer, their online portal is volunteer.uwdor.org. Get out there and begin to help people in need today. MIDI Radio. MIDI Radio. MIDI Radio. MIDI Radio. MIDI Radio. Mama, Mama, MIDI Radio. MIDI. 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 Radio. Welcome back to Middletown Spotlight. I'm your host, Eli, with my co-host, Dave, and we are here today with Mr. Wicker. I tried my best not crying. I tried. I honestly did. Tears holding back. Okay. All right, so are you married? I am married. I've been married for over eight years um, to my beautiful wife, Christine. So, uh, yeah, we live here in the, the Hudson Valley, and we're enjoying it. Now it's time to get into a little personal. Do you have any children or pets? Uh, I do. Uh, when we first, when I first moved up to Middletown, uh, my wife and I got married, and so I was working a lot of hours. You know, we were new to the area, so my wife asked me if we could get a dog. 
So we actually got um, a dog called a Shiba Inu. I don't know if you're familiar with the Shiba Inu, but um, it looks like a fox. And uh, it's been a great dog. We've had her for eight years. Her name is Lexi. And then um, obviously in our marriage, you know, my wife and I um, have had children. We have three children. I have a son who is six now. He actually just turned six the other day. His name is Jacob. I have a daughter who's four named Jenna. And I have another son who is two named Caleb. And actually my wife is expecting a fourth um, in the very near future. So we're gonna have four children in the oh, near future. Four, you're getting that four, that's crazy. You're I telling me. Where did you grow up? You know, it's a great question. I grew up in Smithtown, New York, which is on Long Island. I don't know if you guys are familiar with Long Island, but it is a, you know, it's, it is a part of New York, just below New York City. It's a probably about two, where I lived is about two, two and a half hours away from here. So there are times where I will commute home to see my mom. Um, but for now, I am living, you know, up here in the Mid-Hudson Valley, and we are loving it. Is it a hard drive coming over here? Like to where you live now, to here? No, so when I first um, became a dean in Middletown, I, I actually lived in Middletown for a year because I was new to the area. And then my wife and I moved to the Harriman area near Monroe Woodbury. And then we actually moved again to the Newburgh area. And now we have a home in Marlboro, which is about 35 to 40 minutes away. But it is a nice drive. It's all highway. So it gives me an opportunity every morning to just you know, turn on some music, reflect, relax, and just get ready for the day. And enjoy the view. Enjoy the view. Do you see cows? Like on the road? No, but what I do see are just, the, for instance, if you look out the windows here, you see all the beautiful trees in the fall. And you can just, you know, kind of relate to nature and, and reflect upon your day and just kind of get in tune to, you know, can what you want to do. Can't get enough of that good can't. old outside. Can't get enough of that beautiful pollution. I mean, nature, you. oxygen, carbon dioxide, that worm on the ground, that <laughs> cricket, and that bird who keeps pooping on my head. You know, it's, it's nature's nice. You know, oh, you realize why nature's nice? Okay, you, you you might not know what's happening. For anyone just tuning in, you're listening to Middletown Spotlight. I'm your host Dave and my co-host Eli. Today we're here by Mr. Whitaker. Are you still comfortable? I am very comfortable. You guys are great. You're comfortable. What's, what's your favorite food? You know, that's a great question. People have asked me that over the years. And I don't know if I necessarily have a favorite food. What I will say is that I do enjoy, you know, pepperoni pizza. You know, I enjoy a good cheeseburger from McDonald's on occasion. Um, my dessert of choice is chocolate chip ice cream. So I may not necessarily have a, have a favorite dish, but those are definitely some foods that I, I enjoy from time to time. Oh. What caught my eye was chocolate chip ice cream? Like, like ice cream, right? Chocolate chip ice cream, yeah. Now, have you ever tried mint chocolate chip? I have. Do you think it's better? No. Uh, okay, oh. <laughs> I'm a, okay. Um, so. Uh, it's a good flavor, but it just doesn't, uh, for me, for it me, it just doesn't get there. It's just, 
like you guys have taste buds or something? Okay. Anyway. Uh. So um. Um. Me. I personally enjoy chocolate ice cream, my and vanilla, so both. So our next question: Do you have a personal or cultural connection to the food? You know, it's an interesting question. I don't think I have a cultural connection to the food. Um, in regards to personal, you know, my wife and I, every Sunday, you know, is pizza night. You know, so at the end of the week, um, you know, we like to spend the evening, you know, around a dinner table, just, you know, with the kids and my wife just having pizza. So for us, that's our, our personal dish for the week. And then we also just like to, um, have dessert in the evening when the kids are in bed so we'll have you know a bowl of, of chocolate chip ice cream so for us you know it's we've been doing that for for many years so that's the personal connection in regards to those foods um, so you know we enjoy it and it, it kind of gives us a time to relax um, before getting ready for for school on Monday so you're saying that you have pizza every Friday Every Sunday. Uh, every oh, Sunday. Sunday. Okay, so I need. I definitely need an aid. Okay, so, so I. So you obviously like pizza. Now I have some opinions, some questions. So, you have to answer them truthfully. You got it. I will have to count your sins for every wrong answer you give me. <laughs> oh boy. Do you like pineapple on pizza? I do not. Good. Good. I thought. I thought you were gonna say like yes, and then I'm gonna count one sin. Do you like mushroom on pizza? No. Yummy, I yummy. wouldn't necessarily choose it if I went out to a restaurant. However, if a friend of mine bought pizza with cheese and mushrooms on it, I would eat it. You're just like me. I really don't like mushroom either. Okay, final question. It's not about pizza. It's about burgers because, you know, obviously burgers are good. Do you like pickles? I do. Okay, so that's one sin because <laughs> pickles are cucumbers. Salty, what? salty, it's cucumbers. Search it up, it's, it's on Google right there. It's literally just cucumbers. But into disgusting, disgusting vinegar and yucky, yucky um, sour thingy that you put on this delicious thing called a burger and now you, now, right now, you're probably eating a burger wondering why am I eating this with this disgusting green I am I am being serious I am very passionate about burgers so what are your hobbies and what do you like to do for fun you know that's a that's a great question growing up you know I uh, as I mentioned earlier I enjoy playing baseball um, I enjoy playing video games growing up and uh, you know I've always been into superheroes you know whether I had to choose DC or Marvel I would choose Marvel for whatever reason, I just think their their stories and their characters are a little bit more interesting. Um, of course, I, I like Superman and, and Batman. You know, the, the main characters of DC. However, um, you know, I am a Marvel person now. As I'm older, you know, with my wife and kids, you know, I I, I like to go outside with my kids and, and, and hang out with them, or just go for walks, or just um, go to the local farm and go apple picking, or, or something like that. So um, those are my hobbies and those are the things I, I do for fun. You are a man of culture. Marvel over DC any day. Am I right, Iron Man gang? I'm just kidding. Do you like Spider-Man? Definitely. He's, like, one of, he's one of the best superheroes out there. Now, now, I mean, he can't be Iron Man. 
Now, very passionate question. Like this is going to be very passionate. Do you think Spider-Man fell off? I think Spider-Man is a is an incredible hero. Um, I'm trying to think of the phrase he says: "With, with great power comes great responsibility." responsibility. Yeah, you're right. So, for me, Spider-Man really is the epitome of what a superhero should be. He's always thinking about his family. He's always thinking about Aunt May. He's thinking about Mary Jane. Um, he's thinking about protecting New York City. So, and he's also in school. He's also studying, or he's working at the, the Daily Bugle. You know, taking f photographs for uh, for the newspaper company. So he is the epitome of what a superhero should be. All right. So this is another Marvel question. What is one? Of, who is one of your favorite Marvel Spider-Man villains? Ooh, that's a good question. The the popular choice is Venom. Um, obviously, there's a movie out for Venom, and you know, Venom is one of those characters that is um, misunderstood. However, I will go with someone else. I will go with Dr. Octopus, um, just because, you know, again, you have a very intelligent scientist who, you know, at one point in his life had very good intentions, and then for whatever reason, um, whether it was loss or, or something else, he, you know, he became conflicted. So there's that part of Dr. Octopus where there's that good part of him inside and he, and he battles within himself. And, and so he, when he fights Spider-Man, there's that part of him that, you know, he's conflicted because he doesn't know, he doesn't really want to fight him, but at the same time he does because he's, he's torn. So I think we can all relate to that at times where we're torn on certain things. Yeah. And sometimes we make that right decision, sometimes we make that wrong decision. But I think just the Marvel Universe and the Spidey Universe in general, there are so many different villains um, that we can look at and, and, and try to take positive aspects from them. So that was a great question. Thank you for asking that. I have another question related to Marvel. Now, which villain in the entire MCU do you relate to the most? Ooh. I try to think I relate to the to the superheroes, you know, because the villains are usually doing bad things. Um, on the spot, a villain who I can relate to, perhaps I will relate to Thanos. And, and here's why: if you if you've seen the movies, mm -hmm. you know Thanos wants to destroy, you know, mankind. He wants to destroy. It may be half of the world, I'm not sure the exact number. However, in his mind, he's trying to, what he thinks, save humanity. He's trying to create in his mind this better world where, you know, things go differently. So it, even though he's ill-intentioned and he, he makes the wrong decision, um, I can relate to that because as, as a dean or as an administrator, as a teacher, um, or any of your teachers, you know, we're always trying to do what's best for the students. We're always trying to do what's best for, you know, our, our colleagues. Um, you know, sometimes we make the right decision, sometimes we make the wrong decision, but our intention is always to try to help and do the right thing. So um, not to say that Thanos was, was, was doing the right thing, but I think there was a part of him where he, fe he felt like he was doing the right thing. So, um, you know, but that was, a, that was a great question. You put me on the spot. So I'm sure if I had more time to think about it, I, I could have a different answer. But I would go with Thanos. Let me check my imaginary watch. Wow, look. Look at the time. 
I want to thank you, Mr. Whitaker, for being with us today. I'm your host, Dave, my co-host, Eli, and you've been listening to Middletown Spotlight. Be sure to leave us a review on iTunes. Thank you for listening, and stay tuned for more great shows here on Midi.